What's up, beauties and cuties? Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Ripped, Rattle, and Rose podcast. It is your gracious host, Rose, and this is a place that we have authentic conversations on mental health, womanhood, sisterhood, and purpose. And, you know, I am so very excited to be back in the place. It makes me want to do a little dance, a little shimmy shake for you all. And I had such a hard time deciding what would be the first episode because I have a wealth of information and I feel like I just always want to give the information that I'm led by the Holy Spirit to give and I'm not just going off and doing my own thing. So I was really trying to make sure that I was hearing properly and what I thought that I would start with ended up not being the thing that I started with. But that's cool because you guys will get it later and I'm sure that you'll be happy about it. If you are new here, hello, welcome. Do come back and often. And if you are someone who has been rocking with me since season one, I appreciate you. I love you. And um, I thank you for being on this journey with me. And I hope those of you that are new that you stay. OK, after you hear this episode, do me a favor. Go on Apple, Spotify or whatever podcast guide that you like to listen to and leave a review. It helps me get the message out there. And if you listen to it on YouTube or Facebook or something like that, like, share, like and share it on the uh, podcast app too, and download the episode. And just talk back to me, because once you talk back to me, it lets me know what topics uh, people are wanting to hear, what was beneficial to you, what was not beneficial to you. And it just I like to have a dialogue so that I know who I'm reaching and if it's helping anyone. So I thank you guys for assisting me and getting messages that can help someone um, be able to identify things and to be able to heal and just to be able to not feel alone. And, you know, that was the entire reason why I started all of this is because I spent a lot of years suffering and didn't say anything because I was ashamed. I felt like I was the only person going through things just to find out that there were a whole lot of people going through the same thing, but everybody just was so closed off and not um, in a space to be open, honest, transparent, and vulnerable. And I just feel like we do a disservice to one another when we do that. And um, so this episode is titled Through His Eyes. And when I'm talking about his, I'm talking about our Father God. I'm talking about Jesus because what I know is that we all start off in this world and we are like pure and we are optimistic and we have all these these wonderful dreams and we want to take on the world and then life start life and, and somehow we deviate off the path that God originally had for us and then some of us take a very long time getting back if ever and I just want to challenge us to remember who you were before the heartache before the heartbreak before the trauma before the betrayal, before the divorce, before the children, before the grief, before life started life. And who were you? What were your hopes? Like, what were your expectations? Like, what did you want to offer this world? You know, because when you think about it, before your parents knew that you were at a point of conception, before you ever had an earthly name, before any of that, like God had you in his mind. And he had a divine plan for you. Uh, Jeremiah 1.5 says, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. So like not only did God know you, he knew you and he thought he deemed you important enough to appoint you as anything. And I personally feel like when God chooses you to do, to say, to go, and that is a whole flex. Like you talking about the almighty sovereign God has 
trusted me to do or say something like, hello, I want to answer that call and I want to do it well. I want to do it with grace and I want to do it in a way that it displays that it's something that I deem as special and important. But you know what happened? Life started life and it seems as if the younger we are, the more detrimental it is to our future. And that is why the enemy is always after our young people. That is why we have to be mindful of the things that we allow them to hear to places that allow them to go and things like that, because he wants to perverse their lenses. Because once your lenses are perverse, then it changes your mind. And once your mind is changed, it just changes how you show up in this world. So you think about it. You're a young person. Um, and you are optimistic and you don't have any bitterness in you and you trust without uh, wisdom and then you're violated. Somebody that you love leaves you, uh, whether it is because they willingly left your life or maybe it's through a tragedy and maybe it's through death or somebody that was supposed to protect you violated you. And I don't mean to be triggered, maybe sexually. Um, and now you don't necessarily know who to trust. And maybe you lived in a house where you were abused and you didn't see uh, feel seen or heard. All of these things happened. And all Satan is an opportunity. This is why I always say that it's so important for us to heal because uh, trauma is his entry point. All he needs is a chance, an opportunity to perverse your entire world and your entire perspective. And he's going to take it. He's going to get his little nasty tail in there and he's going to work it out completely. So you have this thing that, that occurs in your life. And then where you used to think that people were good, now you think that everybody's a scoundrel. Where you used to think that, you know, this particular sex, whether it is a man or a woman, would do or be this kind of way. Now you're putting them all, you're taking this one situation or this circumstance and you, you're putting everything in the box and it changes you. It changes how you see the world because how we see the world affects everything. It affects how we show, it affects how we see ourselves. And I was reading on psychology.com and it says that we have a natural, um, our brain is naturally conditioned to remember negative experiences far more greater and far more accurate than it does positive experience. And although I believe that psychology is a wonderful ministry to be able to understand and pull things from, I also believe that God can heal your mind as well as anything else. You know what I mean? So we don't have to just rely on psychology. We can know it's there. I feel like identification is a wonderful thing because I know that my brain has a natural, it's conditioned naturally to remember negative things. Then that means that I have enough wisdom now to combat those things. I can retrain my brain. We can train our brains and our bodies to do whatever we want it to do. And I do not have to succumb to rehearsing negative things that used to plague me that don't offer me anything but a robbing of my peace and my joy. And that's how you know it's not the Holy Spirit, right? Because God does not come to rob you of peace. That's Satan. Still kill and destroy your peace of mind, your dreams, your future, all of that stuff. That is how you know that it's, that it's, that it's not him. So I was thinking about um, how we, well, we have these circumstances and these experiences that happen. And then we don't have enough information or experience with Christ or just in life in general to know how to combat these things. Right. So then instead of us remembering that God had a divine 
purpose for our life. And when God says that he calls you to be a prophet, like sometimes you hear that, you're like, oh, my God, that's a tall order. I do not want to do that. But it doesn't necessarily mean that a prophet in a sense where you, you go out and you prophesy to people about um, specific things concerning their life. That means that all of us have a prophetic unction inside of us. And like a lot of times you do that and you're prophesying to the nations about the goodness of God with how you live, with how you treat people. And they will know that you are mine by the way you love one another. I personally don't believe that you can love God and be mean to people. I personally don't believe that you can love God and be a thief. I personally, you know what I mean? Like I personally believe that when you truly love God, not when you're just saying, but when you truly, truly love God, you make it a point to mimic his behavior to mimic his character. Like that's the whole idea. And you remember that there is this, this purpose that only you can answer because you were uniquely made. You were handpicked regardless of what circumstances that you were birthed in. Like you made it to this earth for a reason. And it's up to you to get back to the original purpose as to why you were on this earth. Like you have so much good inside of you and the goodness inside of you is is the holy spirit and the god in you but a lot of times it's perverse so we we have this experience somebody broke our heart oh that ain't gonna never happen again so what do we do we so in in the heartbreak what happens you felt uh, unseen you felt abandoned you felt rejected you felt not good enough so what do you do because you want to make sure this don't never happen again i'm not gonna give this pain to god i'm gonna be my own doctor so this is never gonna happen again so what do i do i harden my heart I put up a repellent so that people don't want to be near me because I'm being nasty, I'm being rude, I'm being hard to deal with. And what does that do? Yeah, it probably does keep people away from you so that they don't get close enough to hurt you emotionally. But what else does that offer? This is how you know, too, that it's not God. You're lonely. It makes you feel more abandoned, more rejected, more unseen. Yes, it's your doing this time, but it does not help you at all because you decided to take that pain boxed it up and a lot of times we nurture it like when we keep on saying what well, we're never going to do again and we keep on um professing those kind of things to our life that are not at all helpful we're nursing that thing and we're making that thing become massive opposed to like like let's dead this like let's dead this once and for all let me heal so that I don't have to do this again. And when I take the initiative to heal myself in the process of my strength and the process of my experience, guess what I get to do? I get to bless somebody else. I get to maybe shorten somebody else from being on a long road of mistakes through my testimony. I get to share the good news of God. You get to, I get to say that I have found myself in a situation I would have never chosen for myself. I wouldn't have never picked for myself. And I got myself there. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it on purpose intentionally. But I found myself in that situation and God's grace and his mercy found me. I didn't find him. It found me, pulled me out of it, took me out, refined me, had me looking and smelling completely unscathed, completely unscathed. This is this is this is me. This is me prophesying to you about what happens when you put your will down and pick up God. When you stop being your own healer and you allow him to do it, when you stop trying to restore yourself and you allow him to see like God thinks that you are amazing, fearfully and wonderfully made, called above and not beneath the head and not the tail. Like He has all of these wonderful things to, to say about us, but we will take on that scarlet letter 
what the world said about me. I'm not, I'm unseen. I'm, un, I'm, I'm unqualified. I am abandoned. I'm not good enough. That is not what God said. You're more than a conqueror. That's what he said. Through his eyes. Through his eyes. So the, the Bible says, do not conform. Where's my scripture at? To the patterns of this world is my favorite one, but I don't like to misquote the scriptures. And when you think about the word conform, conform means to comply with rules, standards, and laws. So we go through things, right? And we say to ourselves, I'm never, ever going to go through that again. I'm never going to allow anybody to put me in that situation. So what do I do? I want to be like the world now. I want to dress like them. I want to talk like them so that I can be accepted by them in the process of it might seem like you're being accepted, but when you go home by yourself, you're still lonely. You still are struggling with self-esteem issues. You still don't necessarily like yourself. You're still lost about where you're going and where you're supposed to be. Don't know if you're coming or going. And it's unfruitful. It is, it is unfruitful. If you talk to people that were once in the world and then that they truly give their life to Christ, like, I ain't never had so much peace in my life. Like I don't worry so much about what other people have to say about me. I don't care what other people are driving, where they live, um, where they're going. I don't feel the need to follow the masses. I don't feel the need to be like, and I ain't never felt so liberated in all of my days until I put my will down and gave it to God. I The things through through God, the things that I have learned how to overcome or things that used to plague me that I used to feel like I could not live without. I don't even think about those things no more. And it was me being intentional about saying, God, your will, not mine, your way, not mine. And not because I think a lot of times we like to, we want, <laughs> we, we, we do what we want to do. And then we say, well, God, make this work. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. But also we have to stop wearing the scarlet letter. You may have gotten divorced or maybe a divorcee, but that does not make you less desirable. You may have children and it didn't work out with the person that you had children with. That does not make you less desirable. That does not mean that you have to settle. That does not mean that you will not be able to find love. You maybe were violated or abused. It does not have anything to do with your worth. That is what the enemy wants you to believe. It has nothing to do with your worth. Nothing. You are still valuable. You still have a purpose. You still owe it to yourself and the people that are connected to you that will be blessed by your obedience to put down your will and pick up God's. And I promise you, you're going to have a much more fruitful life as a whole. And you don't know that peace until you know it. Like until you meet it, you don't know it. Like when you hear people talk about it, when you hear me talk about it, you might think that I'm just lying or flexing. But the truth of the matter is, I don't think they got no more crazy than me. I'm, I'm telling you, like when I tell you that the emotional trauma, pain, um, self-esteem issues, you know, dysfunctional relationships, all of it. That was all, all of the, all of the things that probably should have made me crazy and killed me. All of the things that, you know, some people probably like for me to be staring at my shoe and walking around with my head down. Never. Shoulders back, head up. Like all of those were one, those were experiences that I was able to learn 
something from and extract something good from. I'm never going to say that God put me in those situations to teach me something. No, my disobedience put me in a lot of those situations. And because I did not stay there, then God was able to work it out and make it something good. And I'm able to give my testimony so that somebody else don't necessarily have to go through the same paths that I went through because that's what it's all for, right? And Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you walk with Jesus, you don't have to be bold, right? Because the masses is not walking with Jesus. In fact, they're going to think you're a little bit weird and that's cool. They also are going to be intrigued by the fact that you do have peace. They also are going to be intrigued by your your strength and your resilience because, you know, you'll say thank you when they say it to you, but you know yourself it is from God. When you start looking at yourself through God's eyes, you like settle for what? Accept disrespect for what? You know, come into a room and shrink for what? You understand fully like there's a humility because you know that the goodness in you didn't come from you. But you no longer are you willing to pretend like the grace of God is not on you. You walk and you stand in there fully and boldly and you say, I am here. All of me and those of you that can accept it, love and appreciate it. Hello. Welcome. Let's do it. And people that pass, then that's a wonderful thing too. see yourself through God's eyes. Love according to his standard. Do you know how much power you give the person that hurt you when you make a declaration to never do or never be because of them? I know that it's difficult, but forgive them. Forgive them and release yourself because when you hold on to that um, bitterness and that anger and the things in that nature, then one God can't forgive you for your transgressions. But also, you put yourself in prison, and it ain't even worth it. Like a lot of times, the people that hurt us won't even know them no more. They've gone on with their life, you know, unless they have had a change of heart. They're probably scoundrels that don't even think about it. And it's like, here I am. My whole world is in shambles because I outright refuse to see myself through God's eyes, and I'm rehearsing all the bad things that happened to me, and I'm minimizing the wonderful things that happened. Like, God has been good to us. In spite of every single thing that we've been through, he has been good. When you think about, when you really sit down, and if you ever wrote a gratitude list, and you think about the wonderful things that happened to you opposed to some of the bad things that happened to you, with the right perspective, you'll realize that you're really blessed. And that's not to minimize the things that, that we've gone through because they matter. The, the, the hardship that we face, the trauma that we have, the disappointments that we face, like that stuff matters because it changes it can change our lenses. But with the help of God, it doesn't have to. God says that we're going to have some trouble in this, in this world. And I always say it's never what you go through, it's how you go through it. You don't have to be a louse when you go through things. You don't. You don't have to be a scoundrel. You don't have to harden your heart. You don't have to uh, become a hermit where you shrink back and you don't, you don't talk or speak anymore. You don't have to do any of those things. You can. Say, okay, well, I'm here now, God. <laughs> what would you like for me to do to get out of this situation? Every single time I admit it to God that, like, I can't do this by myself. That humility, my God, is a key 
to your deliverance and your breakthrough and to mean it sincerely. And not only mean it sincerely, but be willing to do something different because faith without works is dead. But imagine if you saw yourself through God's eyes. Like it's a beautiful thing. When I think about people having that aha moment where they realize that that God allowed me to be here. He allowed me to be here and that is for something. And whatever he put inside of me, he obviously knows, not thinks, not believe. He knows that I can handle it. He also knows that because he's a giving God, that somebody else would be a benefit, a benefactor of the grace that's on my life. So let me take that seriously. But you have to break up with the world. You got to break up what you've been doing. You got to break up what's familiar and what's comfortable. And I know it seems it seems like a hard thing to do. But the Bible says, uh, Matthew uh, 6, 24, no one can serve two masters for you will either hate one and love the other or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. So I tried it. You know, I was a lukewarm Christian. I was one foot in, one foot on the banana peel. And although I loved God, I could not fully get into him because one, there was some shame. Um, that that was associated with constantly wrongdoing. Like if I'm always doing something that I know is counter of what God says that I should do, I don't necessarily feel worthy of his love. I don't feel worthy to come to his feet or pray him. And then I'm too busy to have a relationship with him. I have no time to read his word. I don't have any time to actually get to know him. So I don't even know his character. I believe that he loves me like people do. A transactional love where if I am doing good, then he, he loves me. And if I'm doing bad, he doesn't love me. God does always love us always but <laughs> there are some things that we have to do to inherit the things that comes with being in good fellowship with God you know what I mean he you know there are I, I don't have them written down so I'm not even gonna start spewing them out but there are some things that he lists that he says will not inherit the kingdom of God if you do not we have to die to ourselves in order to live like Christ, we have to die to ourselves. What does die to ourselves mean? Getting out of our own way, getting out of ourselves. And when we think about allowing people or Satan to define us, like when I think about the fact that I used to live like that, I'm like, why would I ever allow something or somebody that didn't create me to tell me who I am, how I am, what I should do, where I should be, how I should like, no, I'm going to have those kind of conversations with my heavenly father. I'm going to be in his word on a regular basis. I'm going to make sure that I am in good standing and good fellowship with people that also have that same kind of love for him because this world is crazy and there are some awful people in this world, some horrible people in this world, but you know what else is in this world? Some good people. There are some good people in this world. There are some people in this world that will pray for you. They don't want absolutely nothing for you that would extend their hand to you just on the strength of being good. And not only do I want to be among those kind of people, but I also want to be one. I also want to be one. And I want that for you. Like I want it, I want for you to be able to really forgive yourself and the people that hurt you to, to try to remember who you would be what it might be like if you let go of all of those things that happen, if you stop defining yourself by those things that happen, they happen to you. They're not, that's not who you are. 
and just understand that you have this this loving heavenly father that is waiting for you and wanting you to give your life back to him become one with him and then see yourself through his eyes and then once you get bigger and stronger that you go out and you tell everybody else the good news and that you live in a manner that makes him proud like there are some people in the world that I never have to talk to them. They have such a light that I just want to be around them. Be that kind of a person. Be that. like Because that's what's inside of you. That you are so alluring and so sweet and so kind and so genuine. That people are like, I want to be around her. Or when you speak, people listen because they know that you don't have a hidden agenda. That you don't want anything from them except for their breakthrough. Except their deliverance. Except their healing. That's a real thing. Who were you before that trauma? Who were you before you were disappointed? Who were you before you convinced yourself that you were difficult to love? Because it's not true. You're not difficult to love. You can heal. You can get over that. Like whatever thing that you say, like, oh, I'll never be the same. or I'll never this again. That is not true. You can renounce that just like you professed it with your mouth. You can also renounce it. You don't have to agree with that for the rest of your life. We have all said things out of ignorance we have all said things out of hurt pain in or frustration but when you know better you do better make it a point to start affirming yourself i am dope i'm fine i am beautiful because i think that we live in a world too where you like the world wants you to ask for permission to love yourself or to affirm yourself or to like yourself no i'm fine i like how my body is i am very very smart I'm innovative. Like the world is a better place because I'm on, like I'm in it. So say those things until you uh, believe it. And then count in your mind how many times you think something negative about yourself. Count it. You will be amazed if you pay close attention to the negative, not even just the self-talk, but the self-thought. And it's because we have entertained Satan and the things that he said to us far too often to the point that there are parts of us that actually believe it, but not anymore. Today is an opportunity for you to remember that you're not the things that happen to you, that through the eyes of God, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are the head and not the tail, that you are above and not beneath. All of the people in the world that you deem as wonderful, they're people. The people that you admire, the celebrities, the superstars, they're people. They are people that made a decision that they were going to be the very best version of themselves and they committed to it. How about you do that? Commit to being the very, very best version of yourself. So that's all I have for my first episode. I didn't want it to be anything like entirely too deep. And I do think that it's important for us to get back to seeing ourselves through his eyes and to really like love and appreciate ourselves and to really like ourselves. And I, I promise once that becomes your lifestyle, like when you tap into to God's mindset about you and God's vision about you and you take that on for yourself, even the people that you attract to be around you is going to be different. It's a whole flex. It's a whole flex. So again, thank you guys for coming back and joining me. If you're new, thank you for joining me. Come back. Um, if you listen to this on Apple and Spotify, do me a favor and leave me a review and like, download and share. And if you're on my YouTube channel, 
subscribe, okay? I will see you guys soon. I love you guys. Bye.